welcome back to Glitter Budget with your host, Anjanette. And Jess. And we are starting our sci-fi movie series in the month of March. We're a little late on uploading, but that's okay. And we'll do a disclaimer because we're both struggling today. Yes. Yes, we are. Like, more so than usual. Um, yeah, if you think that we're normally okay, we're not. This, t- this day is worse than usual. Yeah. So, bear with us. Um, but the first movie that we are discussing is Starship... Troopers. Starship Troopers, not Stormship Troopers. No. <laughs> like how you might think that it is called, but it is not. No. All right. Starship Troopers, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I think he's Swedish. Um, written by Edward Neumeyer. He wrote the screenplay. And it's the movie is based off of the book written by Robert Heinlein. Heinlein? Heinlein. I, I don't know. I think uh, the director is from Norway. Norway, yeah. Yeah, because one of the actors had asked him, like, why he would do a movie like this when he had lived in Nazi-occupied Norway at one point. He's from not the U.S. <laughs> um, anyway, starring Casper Van Dien, Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Clancy Brown, <laughs> Seth Gillian, Patrick Muldoon, Michael Ironside, Rue McClanahan for like a hot second, and others. Casper? Like, that's his legal name? That's, his, that's what he yeah. is. I know. It's, it's, mm, why? I don't know. That's awful. I mean, I think it, he was born pre-Friendly Ghost era. I'm sure, but still. Like, I don't know, dude. It's just I'm just going to put it out there. It's a weird name. You're a weird name. Probably. Yeah. See? So how about that? Anyway, shut up, Tips. This thing, this movie, I had never seen it before until last week. And let me tell you, (laughs) if you're not prepared for it to be kind of like a satire, like I didn't know really anything about it. I just knew sci-fi. That was pretty much it. But there was so much camp, so much cheese. Yeah, so when I was so much <laughs> melodrama. <laughs> when I was thinking of like sci-fi movies to do, I wanted a mix of like cheese and and good sci-fi films. Yeah, um, and this is like one of my favorites, but it is a satire. Like, it's not supposed to be serious. It is supposed to like really throw out there how ridiculous um, a fascist regime is, and you know the only good that it does is to kill bugs. <laughs> yeah, so like when. I started it, <laughs> I think I got like 10, 15 minutes into it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can finish it. Because I think it's, the movie's about like two hours long. Yeah. And 15 minutes in, I'm like, this is, I don't know. And then I got to the shower scene and I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Tits and ass. I was like, whoa. But like the way I was reading, because uh, I was reading up on trivia, the way I read the trivia about the shower scene, they just said co-ed shower scene. And I did not picture what and en- what it ended up being like. Did you think they were going to have like their own private No, no. Sections? I thought that it was, I thought that it was like almost like a, like a sex scene in the shower between, um. Dizzy and uh, what's what's his face? Casper and Finn. Um, oh, um, the fuck! I just had again. It sorry, it's not Jack. 
Johnny Rico. Thank you. How did we forget? Anyway, mm-hmm. so I thought it was um, like a sex shower scene between Johnny and Dizzy. Because they were having, because they mentioned them specifically in this bitter trivia that like they were having, they were kind of nervous. I think uh, Dina Meyer was more nervous about it than Casper was. <laughs> it is a silly name. Um, <laughs> and they were just like, well, Dina was like, well, if it's such a big deal, why don't you guys get naked talking about the director and the cinematographer? And the cinematographer grew up in, he was a part of a nudist colony. And he was like, yeah, all right, fine. Like, bet. And then they both stripped down and they're like, well, that the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's backfire. I did not see it going this way. So it's just a whole bunch of people naked. So this, this scene, if you have not seen the movie, is guys, just a whole bunch of guys and girls in one big shower room. Yeah, just people showering. Yeah. Naked. And <laughs> kind of gets kind of like... How else would they shower? In bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you're trying to wash your dog or something. Yeah. And you don't want to be naked. Anyway. Um. So yeah. Clearly naked shower scene, but they are all, all are legit naked oh, yeah. as well as the people behind the lens I, I think that's commitment to wanting a really good scene and to making your actors and actresses comfortable yeah a little bit awkward yeah, out no, of context weird. <laughs> like when if you were to like if you were like some <laughs> like assistant like personal assistant you walk on set and you're like oh um okay i didn't no, you would think that you walked into some kind of like weird orgy prep or something. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. I didn't read this part in the script. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't. Do you do you still want your co- your coffee? <laughs> All right, I'll be over. I'll be over here. I don't. I mean, I thought the shower scene though was. A, I don't know. I thought the dialogue and stuff was a good scene to show why everybody had joined. Yeah, because in in this reality, um. You kind of have to enlist. You have to do at least two years of service before you can really do. Before you have rights to do much of anything. Anything, yeah. Including having kids. Because the one girl was just like, I just want to have babies. And it's a lot easier to serve so I can get a license to have a kid. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I'm all for population control, but damn. (laughs) I think some people should be tested, though, before they have kids. Yep. That's a whole topic for a different Yeah, I just think that. You know, you have to test, you you have to pass a test in order to, like, get a driver's license. I think that it's just... That's, like, a whole, anyway. yeah, that's a whole, like, complicated... But, yeah, so, yeah. like, in this reality, like, you need to enlist in order to do just about anything. Yeah. So, I think, like, she wanted to enlist for, uh, you know, to reproduce. Um, somebody had enlisted to, like, you know, get school paid for. There's a couple people that just wanted to do it for a career. Um, and then, of course, Dizzy wanted to do it for the dick. <clears throat> yeah, she did. But, um, yeah, I think that, like, it wasn't, like, an out-of-place shower scene. It wasn't gratuitous or anything no. like that. It it just, it would, it's the reality of what it would have been if anyone were actually in that scenario. Yeah. I thought it was done well. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all mobile infantry, right? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. The grunts, as it were. Yep. And Johnny Rico, he excelled real quickly. Yeah, until he fucked up. 
No, I mean like after that. Oh yeah. Like he became corporal real quick, and all. Well, who's that? Michael Ironside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those people kept dying. They were just like, "Hey, you want this job?" Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this guy died, so now you're corporal. All right. Well, this guy died, so now I don't know how the ranks go. I don't either. But basically, being... he moved up the ranks because, I mean, he was good at what he did. Yeah. You know, he but... kept it together. Um, more so than Jake Busey's character did, Ace. And apparently, I don't know, it didn't really give um, a lot of information on where exactly they filmed, but so I don't know like, which desert they filmed in, um, but Jake Busey had gotten um, heat stroke. Heat stroke, along with like several other like members of the crew and stuff like that. They were just like, yeah, just keep going, keep going. Oh, fuck, we almost killed him. Yeah, like I think they had to cut holes in their uh, their armor yeah. because they were in a legitimate desert and temperatures were reaching like over 100 degrees. It was like 120. And I don't know. I feel like that's just uh, some really poor oversight on planning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think being as legitimate as possible in terms of this imaginary circumstance, you know, it's good and all, but... You do have to think about like if your actors die, you can't you can't keep going, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to keep pushing back filming because everyone's like getting sick from heat stroke. Yeah, I don't know, but I I just like rewatching this movie a couple times. Um, but obviously, like I was a I was a tween when it was released in '97. Um, so I did not pick up the first like one or two times that I watched it of you know the heavy under like fascist undertones, and that it was very much like a propaganda movie. Um. So, like, when the movie starts, you kind of get caught up on, like, the world that they're living in. Um, basically, they're fighting, like, different planets that have, like, these crazy bugs on it. So, the bugs are, like, trying to invade Earth because they basically fucked with their natural habitat, which sounds on brand. <laughs> for yes. The possibility of that happening. Um, but it's all done through propaganda, like, videos. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it kind of, like, siphons through... Like what the military is doing, what scientists are doing, what politics or like politicians are doing, and and things of that nature. So you kind of get like this quick like, all right, you're you're up to speed, and now we're just gonna throw you into like the main characters and what they're doing. Yeah, and they do the propaganda videos throughout, um, to like you know want to learn more, want to learn more. Yeah, and I thought it was a kind of like an interesting way to do like a break between scenes to kind of get you up to speed with what's going on behind. It, it's like um exposition yeah yeah and then also like so they don't have to do entire scenes uh on those topics that they bring up in those the the videos yeah and the only thing that i thought was like really interesting um i I don't know why neil patrick harris's character was the only one to have like telepathic abilities well, they kind of, I mean, I think I feel like that was the only character that they really focused on that did. Because yeah. he kind of mentions it a little bit, like, when he was going over, um, like, guessing the cards or whatever with Johnny to show that, like, Johnny, he was just infiltrate. Like, he had no special skills, really. Sucked at math, so he couldn't go into, like, the Air Force portion of it, stuff like that. Um, but I think there was, like, some mention that there are other people who have some psychic abilities. It was just kind of few and far between. Yeah. And then he ended up being Doogie Himmler. Yeah. I mean, obviously, again, like, the way that they train uh, the soldiers, the setup, their out, their uniform, stuff like that was all purposely meant to be um, based off of, like, what the SS wore during World War II. Yeah. 
which is why he got that nickname, Dookie Himmler, because in his full outfit, he looked... Yeah. His was the most... Ooh, yeah. I only it was like for what? For one scene? Yeah, and it was like with the brain bug or whatever, right? Yeah, it was a brain bug. And the, and the quote that we have, which was like, I feel like the... <laughs> The only intense, like, line of dialogue and scene that was given, but given, like, not just cheesy and over the top. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Comparison. Like yeah. I I ended up appreciating the melodrama and the cheese and the camp, though, by the end of it. It was really, uh, like, once you understood that it was satire, I was like, okay, I understand the cheese now. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, that's that's one of the reasons why I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like I just I don't know. Sometimes I love those like really cheesy, just terrible sci-fi movies. And like I said, though, I think knowing what it was, what they were trying to do, and the message that they were trying to get across, though, like you just hello, <laughs> you just appreciate it even more. Could you stop? <laughs> we have up my mic for those just listening. Um, our studio cat is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a typical cat and cannot decide where she wants to lay down. And she's rubbing up against the microphone that Jess is using. And she keeps bumping it up out of Jess's face. There you go. There, okay, there oh, we go. There we go. Here we go. Just settle. There we go. Gonna be okay. Yeah. She, like head, she likes head pets. The head pets? Okay. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. There you go. Anyway. Um... So yeah, camp and cheese aside, I feel like they packed in a lot for a two-hour movie. Like they a, did. The story moves quite quickly, but I don't think they really lost anything in between. Like you, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like they did anyway. Like I don't, I don't feel like they moved too quickly where you didn't um, feel anything for any of the characters, or you didn't. Uh, like you still got connected to the char- yeah. Like characters. Yeah. Like when Dizzy died, I was like, oh, yeah. She was so good. She was, and I loved. I just I loved her, like, cause she again joined because of Johnny. Again, she joined for the dick, so she was a late recruit coming in. So you know when she and she purposely requested like his regiment that he was in, and the drill sergeant was already like fuck somebody else up, giving them the rundown. So she comes in, he was basically just like, why do you deserve to be in here? And she just threw down like, all right, I'm gonna get my ass handed to me probably, but. Let's go. I don't know if she ever thought that she did not deserve to be there or... No, but she knew that she had to earn her her, on her spot. Yeah, but she definitely knew that she had skills worthy of... Like, I I think, yes, she wanted to join because of Johnny, but I think she also knew that she was going to be... She was going to do well in mobile infantry. Yeah, yeah, because it's obviously like one of those films where it's like you want us to believe these actors are in high school okay uh, so i mean and one of the things i appreciate about this crazy fascist world um is that everything is co-ed yeah like the women are very much equal so dizzy is the actual quarterback on the football team yeah so she obviously already had like very strong leadership skills she was you know not scared to like assert herself and like you said realize that she does have these skills and that she can earn her place like she can carry her own yeah and I think that's, like, that I thought was pretty cool. The fact that, like, women were generals, women were captains, women were, like you said, treated equal, equally. And I feel like... The irony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one 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 day, to be 
this movie is supposed to be set in like 2187 or something like that. Yeah. So we've got um, we've got a ways. We've got a ways before we can possibly get to where they are, <laughs> which is so sad. Uh, oh my god. I but I I thought it was in pretty interesting though. Like obviously I didn't. Neither one of us read the book. Um, but you know the the director, which this is like one of his favorite films out of his catalog that he's directed. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely had like. The opposite, I don't know, the opposite to say about the book where he kind of felt like the author was very right right wing and was trying to like make light of yeah, basically like this, ty- this type of government and, and world and people that were fans of the author were like, no, 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 like he was definitely like left wing and again, the book was supposed to be like a satire. Um, yeah, and then uh, he, the director kind of satired the satire. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking that he was that the director, the um, author was serious, and being like, okay, well, this is, and I think Michael Ironside was the one that asked him, like, why would you, um, why would you want to do a movie that's so fascist? Well, not only fascist because I mean, like I said, the director lived it. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he was probably like a child, but you know, he he lived in a Nazi-occupied country, mm-hmm. so he was kind of like, dude, I need to the show fuck, them, yeah, I need to show them that. You know, that kind of government doesn't work. It only works for killing bugs. Yep. And I thought, like, you definitely get, like, it's in the very beginning of the movie, that huge sense of, like, that this is, you know, very much a fascist country and the propaganda and stuff. And then when they jump into the, uh, I think it was, like, a history class, um, you know, where their teacher had served at some point, but he was very much just, like, you know, our, our, social, our socialist scientist you know, ruined, ruined our country and ruined our world and everything. And it like, you just really drives home, mm-hmm. you know, just that feeling of it. And basically just like you, I don't think you're allowed to vote unless you've served to some extent things that yeah. like, it's really just all military based. Like the military is the end all be all is your God is your government is you want, you want rights. You must serve. You got to serve. And uh, yeah, a little scary. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, so thank thank God we're not there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> bully. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't know, but one of the reasons why I liked the movie, like I said, for both, like knowing it's a satire and the message they were trying to get across, and just the cheese, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's to date or when the movie came out, but at that time it was um. The movie that used the most ammo. Oh, God, yeah. Which kind of blows my mind, considering how many like legit war movies were made leading up to that film. I was like, damn, really? Well, you think about they all had automatic weapons, and they all seemingly sh- like were all shooting at one bug. If you yeah. had like, a group of five people, they're all shooting at one bug, because these bugs are fucking ginormous. They seem like they're over... Like twenty feet tall or something They're like, like that. Elephant size. Yeah, those are like the smaller ones. And they all had to shoot at these these creatures, and it's like uh, I can. It's very believable because we, Steve and I, have been on like a, a war movie kick, and I'm thinking about Starship Starship Troopers while watching these other war movies, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, even even if they have like automatic weapons or whatever in the war movies, like they. It's not like they have, everyone has these automatic weapons that are shooting. Yeah. And they're you know. con- typically trying to conserve ammo. Yeah. So. And yeah, it just seemed sense. like, 
these the mobile infantry had just like unlimited yeah or their cartridges just held thousands of rounds and i think too like because i think in the book there because that was one of the things i was thinking like rewatching it i'm like really like we've become this far we have all this other technology and you're still using like average ammo Mm -hmm. and in the book it's not like that but i guess the director did that on purpose yeah again just to show that like this is just dumb like this just whole idea is just stupid. Yeah. Um Yes, yeah, so I thought it was that they used 17, 17 gallons of fake blood, which I could absolutely see. Oh yeah. Um and then I appreciated that just how it almost like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, like some of the uh the gear and stuff that they used are connected to like so many other films and TV shows. Um so the armor that they wore was used in an episode of Firefly. An episode of Firefly, the train. The train job. Yep. And then um, Power Rangers mm-hmm. was also used for. And then most of the bugs were CGI, uh, but there were some that were animatronic. And the like the head and the jaw of yeah. the arachnoids were used in the second Tremors movie. For the Graboids. Yeah. I was like, another cheesy sci-fi movie that I love. Oh, yeah. We will, we will be doing Tremors. Yes. But not Tremors 2. Just the, fir- the first rumors. Along yeah. with Kevin Bacon. Yes. Exactly. See, it It all comes full circle. All back to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but I think <laughs> um, the tidbit that I liked was Casper's kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess they had found out from her, like, their friends in school that he was butt-ass naked in a movie. And they were like, oh, my God, is that true? And he was like, oh, yeah. Um, they were like eight and ten at the time. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then they were just like horrified. That they, were, they were horrified. And then there was another time we went to go pick these kids up from school. Uh-huh. So you got the school pickup thing, all the kids coming out. And I guess like some of their friends were like, you didn't tell us your dad was Johnny Rico. Yeah. And I think that's how they ended up finding out about like, your dad's ass was everywhere. Yep. It looked like when he was walking out of the shower scene that there's a woman that like spanks him. It looks like she got up in the crack. And I guess that was like there was if you pay attention. I don't know if she like slapped his ass before the film, but there was like a spot, I think, right before she slaps his butt where it looks like somebody had already smacked it. Oh, no, that was in the next scene. I mean, the what I noticed anyway, I don't know if it was specifically in the shower scene, but like. When he is talking to um, what's her face on the video? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a guy that puts his ass in front of the camera, and it's already red when he pulls his pants down. So like you can tell that that wasn't the first take, right? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was like in in that scene, like he pulls his pants down and he spanks his own ass, but yeah. like he pulls his pants down, his that part of his ass is already red from spanking. <laughs> I want to know how many times they (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, how many times do they have to film this episode? This episode, Jesus, this fucking scene, or is he just that enthusiastic uh, with spanking? And that was only the second take. I mean, teach their own. Whatever. This is true. This is true. Apparently, I have to go back and watch it or try to like find the scene. But supposedly, in one of the deck scenes. There's a miniature Millennium Falcon like hidden somewhere on set that you can see. Yeah. I didn't pick up on it though. No, I didn't see it either. And I'm surprised they didn't get sued. 
Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that it's still in there and they're not like, um, you need to edit this out. Yeah. And re-release this. Just, just edit that one thing and re-release. And then people with the special, like, Millennium Falcon edition, oh, you know, it, yeah. they would have, you know, it's worth so much money. <laughs> my God. I don't know. But I... I think it's one of my favorites. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, if you guys have not seen it, you should absolutely check it out. And again, knowing, going into it, that it is very much a satire and it is supposed to be cheesy as hell. Yes, it is. You know, I did end up liking it. Like once I, I, cause I had to stop, <laughs> read some trivia and be like, oh, okay. Go into it with a different mindset. I was like, all right, it is a very enjoyable movie. The, the story moves, uh, Quickly, but at, like, not at a pace where, like, you feel lost or anything like that. And uh, it's just a good story in general. And I think that, uh, ooh, the recruiter in oh, yeah. in this movie. Um, so he's a recruiter for the mobile infantry. And they, the director liked showing all of the people that would recruit into the services show them with like these horrific injuries um Rue McClanahan who's from she's in the Golden Girls if you don't recognize that name and she is the science teacher and she's shown as blind yeah and like disfigured like she has like burns on her face probably from acid or something like that and Michael Ironside's character has uh he his arm was taken off and I think they explain it what happened in the book but they don't show it in the movie and he has like this uh animatronic not animatronic by uh by bionic bionic thank yeah. you bionic arm and hand and the recruiter also has a bionic arm but also doesn't have legs but the actor it wasn't like they did cgi or anything like the actual actor legitimately he lost his legs in a car accident i think about like 20 years previously yeah and then he went on to play the medical examiner in CSI, uh-huh. which was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's him. <laughs> and he has um, he has prosthetic legs and a walker in that show. So he has, but he, he, he does have an arm for real life. Yeah. Uh, so he has both arms, but he just didn't have his legs. But in CSI, he uh, does have prosthetics. Prosthetics. Yeah. There you go. I don't know why. No, I do know why. I am struggling extra hard. It's okay. But it's like, it's bad. I feel like I've stroked out in some, <laughs> some instances. Just feel like, pride. Yeah, like I can't. I, the words are hard. Like bad. Anyway, I was pissed when I went to go watch this movie because I, Stephen, I swear, he said that he didn't want to watch this movie with me. And I thought that he just didn't want to watch it because he had no interest in watching it. Just he's just like, no, I just don't want to watch it. And I was like, you fucking bitch. So we have to we have access to stars, which this movie, if you have stars, you can watch it for free. Well, not for free because you but already paid for stars. You don't have stars. to rent it. You don't have to rent yeah. it. Um. So we, both of our TVs, we have access to stars. But when I was looking up where I could stream it. It was like, oh, you can get it on Amazon Video. So that's what I did. I had to go on Amazon Video and rent it for like $3, which is fine. It's no big deal. 
But that's when I started watching it, and I like I got like twenty minutes, and I was like, I can't fucking do it. And uh, I came out to one of our TVs, decided to randomly search for it, and we had it. We had access to it. We could watch it for free. I was like, this fucking bastard. So I was watching it, and Steve starts watching it with me. He's like, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, I really like this movie. You know, I can't believe you didn't really like it. I'm like, you didn't. <laughs> but you know what got him to say that he really liked this movie is because he started watching the shower scene with me. And he's I mean, like, oh, man, I got to watch this movie again. I'm like. Are you fucking kidding me? I said that we could walk. You son of a bitch. But yeah, so if you have stars, you do not have to rent it. But if you don't, you can rent it for like $3 on Amazon Video. It's worth it. It is. Knowing that it is camp, it is cheese, it is melodrama. Yes. Just know that going into it and you'll be fine. Yes. So. The next movie that we will be doing is Serenity, which is the I'm very truly excited. This is this is what I I was like, yes, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> because it is the movie like continuation of the show Firefly that only got 13 episodes. Um fuck you Fox. Seriously. And it was we'll we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. More. We'll get into it. But anyway, it. next up is Serenity. And if you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. All of our social medias are linked in the description box. <laughs> description box down below. Pardon my words. And we'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>